0: Fans of the Genre 47 for December 1st, 2017. I'm Rhodes Clark. I'm Mikey Krieger.
1: And I'm Brian Swanson.
0: It's been a while, guys. How are you? It's been a minute. It's
1: been Been a minute. Two minutes.
0: Season two. Uh, Yeah, I was sort of thinking about maybe breaking this off into a second season. Maybe this is the beginning of season two.
1: You gotta have like a theme song coming right now. um,
0: Would you mind singing the whole theme song? I'm not sure which part you're you're doing. Ta-da okay oh yeah that it's part. fans of the genre, genre. season two. Oh, okay yeah I also forgot to write a little pithy intro about what the show normally is about and what it is now about um,
1: we're not talking about video games anymore. all right we're in mid season form guys
0: I love it yeah it's very good it's like um, it's like we haven't done this in a month which is true um, yeah so uh, do you guys still consider yourselves gamers
2: oh uh. uh, Kind of. I, I haven't quite gotten all the collectibles in Mario yet. I'm Once I achieve that, then I will reclaim my title as number one
0: gamer. Nice. Uh, I guess I'll, I'll have to be pretty happy just like being number two gamer behind you. Uh, Why are, are you number two? two. Well, we bullshit. all know that you're number three, Brian. Just saying. Right. <laughs> uh, Brian, you don't want to be the poop number. It's okay. I can't believe this is possible, but in the time that we've recorded all together i like i redownloaded super mario galaxy 2 on my wii u yeah and hmm. played through the stuff that i hadn't beat yet because it hmm. saved your my progress after deleting it which is cool um and uh we were talking in, in text about it i uh in my mind i always assumed that like the, the mario galaxy games were more in line with uh with like mario 64 and super mario sunshine but I was pleasantly surprised, actually, to find that they were like they share a lineage with uh, Super Mario 3D Land and 3D World in terms of like the length of each level, uh, the variations when you return to each level, and um, I thought that was really cool. And then of course I looked it up, and or I watched some Mark Brown video or something, and um, the lead level designer on 3D Land and 3D World is the same guy as who did uh, Galaxy and Galaxy Two, which makes sense.
2: Yep. No, but, um,
0: um Galaxy 2 is
2: uh is probably the best 3D Mario game. Huh. Like, like I Galaxy 2 would,
0: is fucking great. I would probably disagree only because I uh I actually think that the motion controls get in the way a little bit. because um, you have to in order to like get a little extra height on your jump, you have to kind of shake the Wiimote. And that yeah. gives you a little like flutter. And yeah, I, i'm pre- I'm pretty sure it worked all the time but there's something weird about doing that in 2017 i guess, I guess maybe it's just because i haven't done it in a very long time but it, it felt bad and i didn't oh, care yeah. for that sort of stuff but you have so much control over mario's mobility in air like you can kind of control and guide him a little bit and i love uh that leap jump that you can do and i love um i don't know you just have total control over him and it, and it, um, that game feels really, really good aside from the motion control stuff. I, I still think 3D World is my favorite 3D Mario uh,
2: game, yeah. And if I'm thinking of the Mark Brown video that you're talking about, then like he explicitly goes into why like 3D World's uh
0: level design is just like totally immaculate. Um, on that, yeah, and, it, and I think 3D World is the perfect example of that that Mario school of game design, which is like introduce a concept. Push that concept to its natural limit and then move on to the next thing.
2: Yeah. And like, Um, not even that, but just like totally just like toss the idea. It's like, all right, we did that idea. What's the next idea? And it's not in a way, it's they're just like cramming. It's like, that's by design. Like they're like exploring like a singular idea, maximizing it out in like a couple of levels and then like moving on to like their next really good idea. Um, But to your point about like controlling Mario in air, that's actually like, I think is the touchstone of super Mario odyssey is that Mario's move set is like at its like peak, like Feels very good controllability. Yeah. Like you will, like you can actually like just completely like do like, like turn the opposite way around from like a jump in, hmm. uh, in Mario Odyssey where it's like, you can be jumping one way, you throw your hat and then it's basically like a blank slate to then like move into a yeah. different direction. And like, Mario's dive is so versatile and like fulfills so many purposes and uh in the end game, it really challenges you to master it and uh it definitely reminds me uh a lot of Donkey Kong country in terms of its difficulty with like like providing you with extras that aren't necessarily like integral to beating the game but challenging you in the way that like Donkey Kong really does where it's almost um like a little like malicious and, and antagonistic where bef- like before in like the galaxy games like, it gets really tough but it's i never felt like it was like really like kicking your ass like in any kind of like sinister way but with mario odyssey yeah. like it does and i am like super into it but like this is also like my kind of genre game and i love when a game uh, a platformer especially a nintendo one like really pushes you um, and i think the main reason why is that they ditched the idea of lives where in the, the previous yeah. Mario games, like you know you get your your one up mushrooms it's like a staple of the yeah. series and in this game, it just takes away uh ten coins and there's so many coins around that like I never was like, oh no, I'm running out of coins
0: um was there coins in uh in sixty four or sorry uh lives in sixty four yeah uh, yeah, oh I thought that it was just sort of like uh, you just lose health and start over. Sort of. No,
2: thing. whenever you lose all your lives, you go back to like the lobby of the castle. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that's it. Okay.
1: Yeah. I mean, sure you're a bad gamer, that happened to you, but I'm yeah, i have
2: yeah, I've, I've fan only fan seen fan. it from like Let's Play videos. I've never actually encountered that myself.
1: I never watch those videos. I just like have them on in the background.
2: I, I just laugh at speed runs that are worse than mine. Yeah. I'm just like ah ha ha peasant.
0: You guys have seen that um that one Super Mario sixty four video about like the half press. Um, what? like it's a speed running video that like breaks the game basically I think I have uh, and there's this it's like a very in-depth video about how the game interprets button presses and how you can do certain things and like go to different literal different like planes of existence within Mario 64 because there's like different it's, yeah. it's so weird I recommend uh, looking that up but like he introduces this concept of uh, half presses on a button and it's I have no idea how to explain it but anyway Mario, it's good. Um, I've also started Wolfenstein 2 because, like, literally three weeks after it came out, it was half off on Steam. Um, I beat that game. Yeah, I'm excited to hear your thoughts on it. What do you think? That was
1: excellent. Uh, An excellent story. Uh, Mm -hmm. However, I think I agree with just about all of the, like, critical opinion that, like, it's not very fun to play sometimes, like, that maybe at least on console for me on Xbox not being very familiar with the Xbox controls for a first person shooter. Uh, Okay. Not familiar is the wrong word. Not being as, um, you're
0: not used to it. You play mostly on PC. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So like, you know, like sensitivity is always kind of wonky for me and things Mm -hmm. like that. Um, everything felt a little like floaty maybe. And, um, just like kind of hard to, to be exact when it comes to shooting things, but that's okay because the game is really good about, uh, forcing you to dual wield and just run around and like be a tank and, and murder things. So yeah, it felt very, it felt fine in that in that regard. And man, that story just fucking like invests itself in certain elements and then capitalizes on them at like the best possible like moments. Like beat for beat, it it like one ups itself and ends pretty strong. Sweet.
0: Yeah, I uh, I kind of agree. Um, that it's not as fun to play. I'm playing it on PC and uh, As you guys know, I'm still sort of learning how to play first-person shooters on PC like There's still certain things about this that control differently in the Battlefront 2 which both control differently than PUBG and like so so I'm getting used to like really twitchy controls um, for first-person shooters, but I even with that like increased sensitivity and like pa- control of a mouse I would agree that parts of this feel floaty and I think um, I didn't realize this until I started playing PC games like rumble in a controller kind of goes a long way and like letting you know when you're being hit hmm. yeah. and and uh, without that I'm sure there's some dumb hack I could do to like or some accessory to make my chair rumble or some bullshit <laughs> but um, yeah like I feel like this is true for console players as well but like it's, it's really hard to know when you're getting hit and I think that Adds to the floatiness and you do move very quickly and if you move really quickly and you're kind of like flinging your mouse around and you're like i don't know i I still think it's fun to play though in a lot of ways but i I'm, i'm tired of the structure of like clearing an area that has two captains um that you have to kill to get reinforcements to stop coming and then you move into like you cross an invisible wire and you're into the the next section where you have to do the same thing with just a different type of layout um so that's getting a little frustrating. I do. I was curious going into this, like how invested I'd be in the story, and how, how oh, if it, if it was good enough to like get past the weird wonkiness with the game play. But I'm pleasantly surprised because like, it's it 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 toys with like Bj's uh, notions of you know when America was great and if mm-hmm. America was great for everybody, like it really doubles down on ideas about like, you know, BJ was like, Americans want to be freed from the Nazis. And like this one black character is like, have you seen America now? Like there are white people living comfortably there. The Ku Klux Klan is leading in the South. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, America has been shit for me for a long time, buddy. And it's like really pointed. It doesn't feel like virtual, like this is, I hate this term, but like it doesn't actually, sometimes when you're like, being politically aware in a game or in a piece of media, it can feel very cringy and like, like kind of went overkill. Uh, I feel like this was earned and it's it it's there's really cool themes to this game and I'm excited to see where it goes. I, there's a couple of like people that I've been listening to have alluded to really big moments that um haven't I don't think have happened yet, but um, I'm really excited to see where this thing goes.
1: Yeah, there's two really big moments that stood out to me that like, I won't, I won't of course, won't say, but like, yeah. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I think yeah. I think what people have been saying like yeah like the game just sort of like goes really well I don't know it yeah it sets itself up really well for like there to be a third one which is mm-hmm. what they have alluded to so um,
2: but that game sold like dookie so who knows
1: uh, who yeah. knows I wonder well, how well will... the new order sold honestly
0: yeah I don't know Bethesda has a track record of just sort of like supporting its IP though. Like, I can't imagine the Evil Within one did very well, but they released yeah. a sequel. I mean, um, yeah, Skyrim, Skyrim
1: Switch, baby.
2: We yeah. haven't seen a third game come out of any of those franchises that have that's struggled true. though. So, that's true. Like, for like you said, Wolfenstein was like half off within
0: like a month I of it know. coming out. Like, yeah. that's not good. And they also picked up Prey for $20. Yeah, yeah played
2: Bethesda But Bethesda's had so many games tank that, like, like yeah. this year alone, um, mm-hmm. between *Dishonored* and Prey and uh, *Wolf* or yeah *Wolfenstein*, like,
0: mm-hmm.
2: I don't know if they can keep up with that.
0: Like, yeah,
2: I, I, I hope I'm, they can. But yeah. I know, like, I you know, I'm, I guess I'm part of the problem in that I haven't picked it up yet. But yeah, um, like, because I I, get, I want this game to exist, and like a big part of it is like. Mario came out the same day, and I'm still playing Mario Mario. like nearly every day. And like, yeah, like like just I've been super busy with that, and I've been like really wanting to play some other stuff. But, um, yeah, I don't know if Bethesda can keep that up. Like, I'm I wouldn't be surprised if Bethesda kind of backs out as like a top tier publisher and just kind of eat crow a little bit and like step back and not try to be this massive monolith because it's clear that they can't support themselves that way.
1: I could see like a, I could see an Elder Scrolls or a Fallout like get an announcement in the next year to oh, like d-
2: oh yeah well
1: get that get that money train going didn't, again yeah, didn't Todd wonder
2: oh, go ahead I, I'm pretty sure Todd's like given like a general window isn't it like 2020 is the next Skyrim
0: could something be. like that oh man that seems so far away um, I mean, every
1: fall I get a little nostalgic about Skyrim like. Might be a thing everyone does though, but
0: did you get
2: it on Switch?
1: No. Thought about it. Almost did. Did you?
2: Uh no, I'm I don't really care about Skyrim. I think it's fine.
1: It's definitely fine, but it definitely <laughs> like has mo- like moments that it's like, you know, uh, I reinstalled it on Steam. I'll say that. Like yeah. I got that close.
0: Yeah. I think I'm at this point now where Bethesda RPGs It just don't do do it for me anymore ah the
1: enlightened gamer
0: yeah and (laughs) it's it's not even trying to be like some yeah snobby dude about it i i just i can't get into it anymore i think they're just not for me my
1: friends and my friends like that i also play games with are very like i mean like we don't endorse this this tone at all but like they generally think that the games sort of feel a little like they don't like the jank essentially like they'll they'll use the term lazy or something every once in a while yeah. but like you know sometimes there is like a lot of like patented but the jank that like can be a pretty big turnoff and, and it feels sometimes like mods are the way to like fix that and if someone can throw out a mod in two weeks that fixes all of these issues like i couldn't bethesda I, I don't know but yeah that's sort of like their their thing but then they also buy them so
0: so they're like an interesting, they're an interesting publisher, or ZeniMax, I guess Bethesda, ZeniMax is an interesting company because they they probably make a ton of money off of Skyrim re-releases. Oh, they yeah. probably make a ton of money well, off of Fallout Four and Skyrim and, and, the, and Elder Scrolls Online. I I have to imagine must be making them some money. Um. So, you know, the I I want a company uh to support smaller titles off of the backs of larger games and stuff you know but the like the realist in me is thinking that that's probably not the case right where they're yeah. taking bets on these smaller studios and these more ambitious like IP and then if they don't succeed they're just going to scrap it and I hope that's not the case because I think they put out some great stuff uh, you know Dishonored 2 didn't sell well either
1: right. That's, that Right. the outsider still came out
0: yeah. Well, yeah, but that that came out like six months later, and yeah, like and it came out, and it was sort of it wasn't Dishonored Two: Death of the Outsider. It was Dishonored: Death of the Outsider. Yeah, that, and it that was like a standalone.
2: Been, that had to have been a conscious. Dis- yeah, they, they couldn't sell it as an expansion to Dishonored because they needed it to
0: potentially yeah. sell better than Dishonored Two, like yeah, yeah, or sell bo- sell better than a Dishonored Two expansion would sell, right? Like
1: yeah, yeah. I honestly, I thought it was pretty interesting. That no, I mean, like I. It makes sense. You're gonna tell me immediately because it didn't sell. But no, Prey DLC came out, and there was a little bit of like buzzing around the launch of that game that like, oh yeah, DLC, DLC. But like, this Dishonored two and Prey both like didn't have good sales yet. There was uh, Dishonored DLC and nothing I Prey. Th-
0: I I think you know what that tells me is that Dishonored two sold better than, it must than Prey, which you well, know is not surprising. People didn't really seem to jump on Prey.
2: Well, the, the thing is, is that if you kind of look at Trends in gaming, um you see that ah
0: uh, loot boxes
2: <laughs> no, um I, I mean, like I'm talking like macro trends where like the initial uh, microtransactions Mac- macro-, macro transactions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that like a first game has a cult following, it sells okay, and then the second one, like it has like the word of mouth and the clout that it then starts like building and becoming its own franchise. Look like, yeah. look at Assassin's Creed, like Assassin's Creed 1, yeah, whatever, and Assassin's Creed 2, it's like, "Fuck yeah, like that's when the series like blows up." Um uh Dead Space was the same way. We're like, Dead Space 1," like sold okay, and then Dead Space 2 was like a lot more popular and uh like was critically well received, and I I think mm-hmm. that that's kind of what they're banking on. Um it's like, "Oh yeah, like Wolfenstein 1 didn't sell crazy, but everyone seemed to love it." Like Wolfenstein like let's, you know, put out Wolfenstein 2, yeah. and then that'll get in that like second wave of people. um And it's just, it hasn't been happening for Bethesda. Um, yeah. Like, like Dishonored 2, you could tell that, or it seems as if that they were like really banking on that as like, okay, yeah, the first one didn't sell enough to like necessarily like no brainer. We're making a sequel, but like it was well received enough and there's such a strong following for it. And it's, the problem is that like that following is basically just who picked up uh, mm-hmm. the sequel, and and even then like people seem kind of tepid on it. Like I think Bethesda needs to like step out of the like Christmas window. Yeah. Uh, like well, I, yeah, I guess yeah. Prey
1: did though. Yeah, mm, but dishonored. but no,
2: but nobody gives a shit about Prey. Yeah. Like no no, no offense hey, like before that game came out, I will say no one gave a shit about Prey. Yeah. Um, and not in the way that like people would give a shit about it. a dishonored where it's like they're looking forward to it, they're anticipating it. Like Prey came out and like a pretty like relatively like small pocket of people were like, This game's pretty good. I played good. the first one. Well, like it, it was yeah. really just like, oh, like this game's actually pretty good. Because it yeah. was a like after the they scrapped the previous Prey sequel, uh like they just kind of like pivoted and like Put out this game that's not technically prey, and so like it just had the perception of something that wouldn't be worth playing.
0: Yeah, I and think they probably should have ditched the name, and I also think that I was going to say that. I wonder changed things. Yeah, and I also think there's some like credence to this type of single player game. Uh, I've heard some backlash to the term immersive sim. Mm-hmm. Not not that it's like a problematic thing to say, but like I mean, if you think about. Just what that means, like an immersive simulation, like that's any good video game. It's any game. Um, but to, but to there's to that like kind of slow, methodical uh, exploration-based first-person shooter power thing. Like a if it's not Bioshock, I don't think it's gonna sell.
2: Um, Honestly, I think the and this might be like my own you know the confirmation bias, but I think a yeah. big part of it is that is the steampunk aesthetic like that just doesn't Prey's sell. got like
0: a pure sci-fi though yeah. I feel like
2: yeah but again like th- that game just had the baggage of like oh this is what was left of the scrapped sequel sure. that they just kind of seemingly just kind of put out there and like seemed kind of directionless and like there was no you know, and with Bethesda's uh, like policy on not letting people review games before they come out like mm-hmm. yeah. people didn't they really get fucked Prey. <laughs> yeah people didn't get the word of mouth beforehand that that game is actually pretty tight yeah. And, and we
0: should say just just to keep nailing the point home, you're talking about like the perception of what Prey is, not what it actually is.
2: Well yeah, but that like before the game comes up, that's all it really is. Like that's what no, the exactly. game yeah. mm-hmm. yeah. and like yeah, like yeah. it had the baggage of like the failed sequel of uh of the original Prey games, which this game didn't really have any connection to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they it just felt kinda, like
1: it was just a game that got a name slapped on it.
2: Absolutely. Um, where people are saying like, no, this is more like a system shock sequel than it is anything related to Prey. Sure. Um, but yeah, like it just, it had that it had way too much baggage going in. And then yeah. yeah, the Dishonored series, I feel like it just has a look that isn't mainstream enough.
0: Like, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. in terms of selling well, yeah, I think that it's like incredibly, incredibly polished, expensive niche game. Like, yeah. um, so anyway, we'll see what happens. What if I, I'm we, excited to play Prey.
1: I'm excited for you to play it, but what if Bethesda decided to pivot all Elder Scrolls, all Fallout, and you get like this weird dishonored scrolls Prey?
0: Oh, so like all their different types of games fall under the Elder Scrolls or Fallout? Yeah. What if they just franchise? like
1: Like they just did a Warhammer with that brand, and they were just like, make a game in our universe, we publish it.
0: I mean, I could see like. Both types of Wolfenstein or Prey or even Dishonored, like without them that would probably work better in a Skyrim-ish universe. But I can see Wolfenstein-ish stuff or Prey stuff in like a Fallout universe. I guess. Could you imagine
1: a linear uh, first-person shooter set in the Fallout
0: universe. It's called Metro. Um, I've also <laughs> played uh, Battlefront Two, and I think we some of the stuff that you want to talk about, Brian, is also part of our topics. So I think I might just move Yeah. Right into uh Battlefront Two's progression system. So I, I have to say I followed all of the negative attention that Battlefront two was getting Star Wars Battlefront two. And uh and I still bought it. <laughs> like even though the internet hates EA and thinks that they're a terrible corporation and they're whatever, whatever, whatever. Um
2: Yeah. So real quick, would you have
0: Bought it if you didn't have uh, EA access and got to play it a little bit. Like, so that's a good point. I played a lot of the multiplayer and what I could of the campaign before um, before the game came out and before people like started reacting to what this game was. And I think that sort of helped me form a, form an opinion. Wow, um, a like
1: really good business practice by a company that's supposed to be horrible,
0: <laughs> right? And it it really did go to show me that uh, like the internet. And what you read on Twitter and Reddit can really often influence your own opinion, or at least it influences my opinion sometimes, and it colors my expectations before actually experiencing something. Yeah. Um. I like I hesitate to use the word love, but I, I'm really enjoying this game. I think the uh, Starfighter Assault is my favorite mode. Uh, that's where you're doing like Rogue Squadron-esque dogfights in space, and you're that's doing cool. like little objectives and... Uh, it feels really really good um, the moving around and shooting on ground is like pretty arcadey uh, your your guns still don't really recoil that much so it feels really like floaty but in a different way than Wolfenstein uh, they've kind of restructured the way Galactic Assault works it's sort of like their, their battlefield or the Battlefront version of uh, Battlefield's uh, what is that game mode where you've got like multiple objectives and the map shifts? Rush? Yeah, I guess it's a Rush. Um,
1: you have to run to like A or B and blow it up and then keep
0: going. To the next and then to keep moving. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I really like it. I think the... I still play it every night. Like It's like the game that I'm playing. It's like filling the same hole that PUBG was filling for a bit where like I had my main game and then I had my multiplayer game. So right now that's Wolfenstein and Battlefront. Um, but... I didn't think that the loot box stuff was that bad and I didn't see what people were complaining about until I realized that I was like my my classes weren't leveling and I didn't understand why. Mm-hmm. So the classes in Battlefront are divided as such there's a assault, heavy, specialist, officer and then your heroes and then you've got the same sort of class system for all the different types of starfighters and their respective heroes. So all of those things can be leveled but your all your overall player level can also increase. So at the end of each match, you're filling up a bar that makes the numbers go up. But that, that doesn't have any influence over your class level. So I guess I was sort of expecting like any regular multiplayer game, the more I played Assault, the more my Assault would level up, right? Mm-hmm. Just sort of naturally. Yeah. And I would never have to touch a loot box to get anything I needed to level up. I didn't realize that I'm going to take a one quick step back. Each class has different cards that you can apply. You can apply three at a time that might replace your abilities or give you like percentage boosts for whatever yeah. type of stat. Um, and you unlock those cards by either using crafting points, which you can earn through loot boxes like a daily crate or just a random crate. Um, or you can get unlock them in the loot boxes the cards so i and each card has three different levels that you can level up by uh, upgrading and then your overall class level though is determined by how many cards you have not how many are uh, applied or equipped to your to that class does that make sense it's really so weird. You, so you level
1: up the cards separately and then you level up the class separately. Okay. Kind of.
0: Yeah, like if you have a level 2 card, your class level will also increase, but if you if you have a card for that class that you're not even using, you'll also increase your level. I don't really know that's how to weird. describe it. Yeah. It's yeah, really weird. weird and it what feels happened? like yeah. It feels like you have to uh use your credits that you earn to unlock a loot box that might give you a card for the class that you like using to level it up. And that's the other thing is like, it's not weighted toward, toward what you play the most. Like if you unlock a trooper crate with your credits, you might get something for an officer when you really prefer playing heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, It's bizarre and it is like frustrating, but if you, the thing that like that I'm realizing is that a lot of the star card abilities don't really influence much power you have over someone else like like it really does it feels like come come down to skill a little bit more than it does percentage advantage um so like if you just like kind of ignore this progression system until they hopefully address it and fix it and make tweaks it's uh it's not that bad i, I still enjoy it it's just like when yeah. i think about it too much i get flustered and annoyed and i'm like why aren't i leveling up why does nothing i do here matter but um just for running around shooting stuff in the Star Wars universe, it's like pretty great.
2: I feel yeah. like that's what everyone said about the first one though.
0: Um yes, but the added benefit of having a the Starfighter Assault really helps. And I think that the maps and the actual like gameplay feels better to me. Is there less modes? There are play? few, yeah, there are fewer modes. You've got Galactic Assault, Starfighter Assault, uh Blast, which is just like Team Deathmatch. And then you've got strikes, which are like objective-based, smaller teams than galactic assault, uh, all within one map, instead of oh. like pushing the map farther back. And then you've got uh, hero mode, which is just like hero versus versus villains or something, um, where like Yoda and Kylo Ren will fight and all this weird shit. I've I've only tried that once, but it's kind of wacky.
1: Um. um I, I don't understand the whole like this whole like loot box upgrading thing like right like I understand that you need to like make a game that like is going to get some perhaps some money out of people right like yeah. games are expensive the cost of games has stayed the same the, the cost to produce games has gone, has gone up but like I wish that you could just get a dice game where there's a progression system that makes sense you play a class the class levels up you unlock things like Yeah. I feel like I, I feel like I can't even wrap my head around the Battlefield 1 progression
0: I couldn't. That was part of the reason why I stopped. I felt like that whole UI and the whole...
1: Oh, God, the UI kinda, is so horrible.
0: Everything about it I thought was really confusing and, yeah, didn't explain things clearly.
1: And I'm, like, bad at the game, which doesn't help yeah. me, like, <laughs> level up any faster. It's like, just yeah. let me get to, like, level five and unlock yeah. all the guns and then let me, like, spend my time getting good after that.
0: Yeah, the, the loot box... Having progression and leveling up tied to loot boxes does feel really... It's dumb and bad. Yeah. It's just a bad decision. Like I don't I still don't understand why they couldn't do a an Overwatch style loot box system with this. Because they didn't
2: want to ruin the the integrity of the Star Wars brand. Yeah, dude, yeah, the, you that, can't that, break that the, the fucking, immersion. That was does me paraphrasing their fucking quote. Um, yeah. then that's the Star Wars brand that got like a um what was that connect dancing game?
1: Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars Connect, Connect.
2: Yeah. Well, no, but but there was a like a, yeah, it's on, it's whatever that Solo. that Harmonics Dancing series was on Connect. Like they did that with Star Wars. Yeah. And like if they're worried about like ruining the illusion or the canon of Star Wars, it's like, "Okay, but you have Kylo
0: Ren fighting Yoda on Hoth." Yeah. That that argument sort of falls apart when when you say stuff like that. Like Yeah. No, it's Kylo Ren fighting Darth Maul. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I mean, it, it's so frustrating. Just give me a different fucking colored X Wing. I don't care. Let Yoda wear Han Solo's vest. Like, just add some sort of weird cosmetic stuff. That I think it'd be really wacky and fun, and people wouldn't think any less of Star Wars. They're not going to go see The Last Jedi and go, oh, Poe Dameron would never, or like, oh, in my version of Star Wars, Poe Dameron's wearing this or that. Like, it's just, who cares?
1: Um, yeah. It allows <laughs> you to add more Easter eggs, too, if you want. You know, just like. Yeah cool shit that, like, you can iterate off of later. It, but, I you know, I honestly, like, I imagine, like, this is EA trying to go in a certain direction with this brand, and Disney, like, pulling on the leash every step of the way. Like, I, I it, it's nuanced, right? Like, you yeah. can't blame e, EA for everything, because Disney's, like, right behind them. Yeah, um,
0: that's the other thing, is, like, when, when EA decided to uh, not let you use real money to buy upgrade points and stuff for battlefront 2 everyone was like oh bye called the executive at ea and told him to you know lay down the law thanks disney it's like a lot of people are making the good point that was like if you don't if you think that disney wasn't involved in these financial decisions on how to make money off of this game you're crazy yeah like, they're probably solely responsible in a lot of ways for the way that this um played out so
1: the mouse wants your money yeah There's there's a reason why most people just go to see Disney movies now because
0: the the house wants your money. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So yeah, the progression system is pretty fucked. But I, like I said, I still really enjoy this game. I think it's really fun. Um. I actually, but it's one of those that I I can't recommend someone just go out and buy it. Like,
1: get Origin access and try it.
0: Yeah, I would recommend that. Um, like you're probably not going to buy it after playing that trial, right, Ryan?
1: Uh, yeah, I'm not feeling it at this point, but yeah. like, uh, yeah, it's it's not as bad as people thought. And I still really like Brian Altano's tweet about like 20 hours in he's unlocked every hero, got a bunch of guns and, yeah, you know, hasn't needed any advantage.
0: Right. And he's still consistently. Yeah. Like in the top of the leaderboards and stuff. Right. Um, anyway, that's Battlefront 2. Um. I'm sure there'll be more to report on that as things change with that game.
1: And hey, the the, the freaking DLC is free. Like the map packs are free. That's also really awesome.
0: <laughs> it's yeah, uh, the maps will be free and the characters will be free, but they will be be behind a like in-game currency paywall. I think sure. not the maps, but like characters for sure will have to be something you have to unlock. Sure. Um. So a Twitter meme was going around this last week that was like, I "What's the about this for real?" Yeah, Mikey wanted to. I want to too. What What is the most trivial hill that you'll die on? Um, Mikey. I guess yeah. Like I've talked about, like, uh, like it's
2: something that I was gonna like. The reason why I wanted to do this is because the meme went around before I actually mm-hmm. thought of what mine would be. Um, mm-hmm. my initial one was, um, the division was good. I, I thought the division was actually like pretty good. Um, yeah. and for, for a Revolution game in
0: 2015.
2: Yeah. And I like if Ubisoft uh, announced another one like soon, I would be super fucking into it. Um, yeah. And then I also saw something going around that was like shitting on Chrono Cross. And I legitimately think Chrono Cross is like one of the best JRPGs of all time, especially of the like PS1 era that everyone lauds as being like one of the best eras of a genre in game history.
1: Sometimes I yeah. feel like you just like look into Twitter mentions of, of Chrono Cross. I do. I, I I
2: got this a, like fucker name, just said. Name search I've, Chrono Cross. I've, I've got a Google alert for any time <laughs> yeah. someone says something mean about
0: <laughs> Chrono Cross. Good for you. Um, um, have you ever have was,
2: played it real quick?
0: Uh, yeah, I, I, I played it when I was a kid and I feel like. I didn't know that it was related to Chrono Trigger when I was a kid. Yeah, like that that's not, a, not that it really mattered, right? Like it stands alone. Yeah, um, like
2: that's why like when people like n- sure like it's natural to compare it because they're like they share the same name, but like the connections to those two games, like some thematic connections are there and like one of the main characters in Chrono Cross lived at an orphanage run by one of the characters in Chrono Trigger and which character like, kid was uh, an orphanage at Lucas, or Lu- Lucas, or kid was an orphan at Lucas Orphanage, um, and then like they mentioned, like the Radical Dreamers, which um, was a part of. <laughs> so there's also another game I, which I'm forgetting. Uh, I think the game was actually called Radical Dreamers. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. Ra- Radical Dreamers is technically in that same series of uh, Chrono Cross, Chrono Trigger, and. Huh. Uh, yeah, and like they, they mentioned that a lot. And like those are like really the only ties. There's no like really hard connections to Chrono Trigger. And I think the game benefits from it. Um, cause it's just its own story that I actually really enjoyed. And, um, much like Final Fantasy, like it doesn't keep the same combat system. And I, I think that actually, like the equipment management and the like spellcasting systems in Chrono Cross were like rather exceptional and creative. Um, yeah, I, I think Chrono Cross is amazing and the biggest knock on it is that it like the cast of characters you can choose in your party is too big and like mm-hmm. most of them have mich- mission tied to them and some of them are pretty lackluster which I think is fair.
0: I think uh, that's why I fell off is that there was there's too many party members and I wasn't sure. See, I think at that time I was trying to like min max and I wanted everything and I was never <laughs> quite sure who was good and who was bad and like if this weapon would be available to this person. Like all this sort of stuff was like like too much for my my little dumb brain. I
2: I honestly think that that is a game to play with a guide, because like okay. there there's a lot sure. of like weird stuff in like nooks and crannies, and the joy of that game isn't like exploring all the nooks and crannies, like or at the very least it's not um, the discovery. Like yeah. there are cool things in the nooks and crannies, but it's not like a game that you just like kind of blindly want to like go run around. Like I I think that like whenever you go into like Termina, which is like the big city, like, yeah, you should go check everything out, but mm-hmm. not like, like keep poking in random corners like, is this where I need to be? Like, you shouldn't right. do that. Like, you should check out all the cool things in that game because it's packed full of awesome shit, but you shouldn't be beholden to like, no, I need to figure this out on my own because um, I think that game has so much to offer and like the story beats are good enough that like they don't necessarily need to catch you off guard for them to be interesting. Um, right. And then... Yeah, like th- that game I think just has like like a like the one thing that people do give it credit for is it has legitimately one of the greatest soundtracks in like video game history. Um, but I-, I think everything else about it's like rather remarkable and like that's something that if they if they remade I would pay full price for like I like I would pre order that game and like the only thing I pre order anymore is like Nintendo games that I know I'm gonna get like Mario and Zelda and Splatoon.
1: Do you want them to update the visuals at all, or would you be turned off if they did?
2: I want them to like uprise. I don't want them to like completely
0: remake it like they're doing with Final Fantasy seven. Just like find the assets, export them to render them in four K. Yeah, all good. Yeah, put them on the Xbox One X.
2: The thing about Chrono Cross (laughs) is that it has hand painted uh, worlds, right? Um, Similar
0: to JRPG of of that time. I
1: think Final Fantasy seven did as well.
0: Yeah,
2: and and like. Honestly, like up until the like this current generation of consoles, like I thought the cutscenes in Chrono Cross actually held up really well, and it came out in mm-hmm. two thousand one. Um, at this point now, we're like, okay, yeah, this is a little out of date, but I think that, um, I, gosh, yeah, I, I love that game. I adore. Whoops, I hit my microphone. Uh, I adore Chrono Cross. That game owns so hard.
1: Uh, I guess my hill is played, played, pray. It's good. My (laughs) gaming-related
0: hill is it's pronounced Lara, not Laura or Lara. Yep. And it's fucking Mario. He says it.
2: Mario. Yeah, that that Um, one's hard to. to Yeah. Like I I think Russ Freshick is the only person that I can stand saying Mario. No, I Um, can't. can't. Well, like he he does it a little bit. I think to antagonize the besties and yeah, I can I can deal with that.
0: Yeah, Jeff Bakalar on the Giant Beast cast also says Mario um And they they give them some shit, so it makes mm-hmm. it fun. But, um, Brian, why are you playing Assassin's Creed?
1: I don't know, man. I, there was like a <laughs> lot of sales going on, and Did I you
0: pick up like Brotherhood for two dollars or something.
1: I bought the Ezio collection for like twenty. Oh, okay. Um, but it was like on sale, and Origins looks cool, and I studied history in college, and Assassin's Creed is a history game, kinda right? Like go back in time and I don't know why I'm playing this game. It's like the story beats are fun and everyone's like it's the best one. But as I play it I'm just like I'm climbing a tower I'm trying to 100% sync a memory and oh I got hit by some random guy behind me and now I can't do that. It feels really weird. I don't know. Did you guys play it?
0: Yeah that's the last Assassin's Creed game that I remember thoroughly enjoying every single part of it. Mm -hmm. Um uh, I like I really liked four, and I haven't played many of the other ones. But um...
1: I've realized that over the years, like oh, the few years I guess, with Games with the I essentially have every Assassin's Creed game, like except for huh. Syndicate and the new one, Origins. Origins. Yeah, it's, I don't know. That's just it's just very interesting to me, like how these games just like yeah. appear in my inventory. <laughs> um, sure, it's it's weird. And, like
2: that that game has, I think, a lot more. Um, like clout and has a lot as much higher attachment than we realize, like being so ingrained in the series does. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like we're yeah. just so ingrained in like the, like I, I hate saying it, but like the discourse and like the gaming community that we have the like with the understanding of the, uh of the like games industry, like how like, we have this perception that's like really reductive, and they just kind of keep shuffling them out, and they were just like, yeah, yeah, okay, but like that game or that franchise has a lot more like attaché than I think we give it credit for.
0: I think it's in the same category of like a, a Madden or a FIFA, where it's, it's like, Call of Duty. Yeah, yeah, it's like mm-hmm. it's it's some for some people, it's like the game they play. Yes. Um, so and that's cool. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that that game is probably. You know, when you compare a game like Assassin's Creed to uh, another third-person action game like Dark Souls or... Near Automata. Or the Witcher, Near Automata, like, yeah, it's lacking in a lot of ways. But it's the games that we just mentioned, with the exception of, like, The Witcher, I guess, don't have, like, the world and, like, the real-world attachment and, mm. like, associations that Assassin's Creed does and the production values, you know? Um, so, yeah, I think you're probably right. I think that it's, it's like, mass-market third-person action action game
2: yeah and i i never think of it i don't think like i always kind of just like scoff at assassin's creed even though i kind of like that like i yeah. like the core of what those games are and like i uh assassin's creed 4 was like my first game of this generation that i like truly fell in love with yeah. uh and like i i still super want to play the hell out of origins it's just that like i don't know when i'll have the time to yeah, um, right. like it'll probably be once that uh, like exploratory mode comes out next year that mm-hmm. I'll finally like get around to it. But like I keep seeing stuff. I'm like, this game looks dope.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but uh, I mean, yeah, it's 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 a cool game. I like this. The story's really solid, and um, I think the thing that just like kind of kind of drags on me is is of course like the tower climbing that I've complained about before. Um,
0: have you um, it, have you unlocked the Brotherhood, the titular Brotherhood yet?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty far into the game. I think I'm sequence seven of nine. Oh, okay.
0: So you've I have like sent you've like sent people out to do your missions and stuff, and like. Yep,
1: and that and that's pretty cool.
0: I think that um, part's the best part or one of the kind best. Kind of
1: parts. Ag- yeah, I've kind of ignored the like layers of Romulus or whatever, like the the wolf people. If you remember them, I think that they, um, they took the place of the assassin Crips in the second game yeah so I think if you like explore all of them, you get like a thing, and at the end of, at the end of all six of them or something, you get like a special weapon or armor or something.
0: I think it might be armor I have not done uh, that. so I think that that stuff's really cool. I also remember feeling very satisfied when I would like be in a combat situation and then I would just like press a button and then all my assassins would come in and like shoot an arrow or whatever. yeah, that's pretty cool. And it like, killed a bunch of dudes at once. I thought that was really cool. That's pretty cool. And um, I'm, I feel sometimes
1: kind of challenged by the uh, 100% sync goals, which are like random goals throughout the game where you like it, with each, with each mission, there's always like one goal. Like it's kill the enemy with the hidden blade or don't take any damage or yeah, like, yeah. finish this in less than five minutes.
2: If for I don't know what it is about that kind of like era of games that like first half of the aughts, uh, mm-hmm like adventure games and like where it's like the collectibles for whatever reason, I just am like, I need to fucking do these. Like I need yeah. to get a hundred percent sync in these, uh, regions of assassin's creed. And, um, I think that's why I bounced off too. Cause I just got like fed up with doing all of those. Like I didn't need to, like I was doing it myself, but like the game presents it in a way where it's like, no, do these. Yeah. Um, and that's, yeah. a, that's something that, um, Mark Brown and Matt, uh, Matt Lees talk about a lot. And like, um, like, that's why Breath of the Wild was such a fucking revelation and, like, a breath of fresh air. Because, like, all that shit's there, but it's it never tells you, like, no, like, you still have stuff to do in this area. Like, you're not 100% done with, you know, uh, the Kakariko Village area or, um, you know, the desert. And, like, it just kind of lets you do that. And uh, in Horizon Zero Dawn, that's something that you can turn off. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like that's something that I feel like these games that we're like seeing more recently that are like the next evolution of these like Assassin's Creed style yeah. games. Like, yeah, like I was just so exhausted when, every time I'd pick up an Assassin's Creed and be like, same, like, Oh, you need to do all these things. Like you need to go catch all these birds you need to go like hear all these whispers. Flags. And you, yeah, it's like, oh my fucking Feathers. God. And yeah, yeah, Far Cry, same thing. And like, yeah, like i thinking about that now. I'm like, because I'm I'm waiting for that fucking Zelda DLC to come out, and I'm going to be so, so into that. And I'm like, Sweet. I've been trying to think about, like, like why was it that, like, Zelda was so, like, like resonated so strongly with me? Like, it's, like, i played so much in the time since that I'm, like, so ready to get back into it and be like, oh, yeah, this is why Breath of the Wild is, like, my de facto game of the year, if not, like, the decade. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, uh, and I think there's going to be that Zelda... The rumor is that the Zelda DLC announcement might come at the Game Awards. That would nice. make sense. So you might get something from The Achilles? But Ach- Achilles? man. Achilles, uh, man. I got to listen to that split screen where he has like a Dorito Pope story. Yeah. Um,
2: I'm I'm yeah. really excited to see how... To, like Mainly to see if... Because I, I think it's a two-horse race between... Uh, PUBG and Zelda like there's some stuff that's like everyone else is not in game of the year I know Mario is um yeah and I'm forgetting what else yeah Horizon's up is in there
0: Ooh, I don't know if Destiny 2 will make anyone's game of the year list
2: no Um, there's going to be some people like you know the Destiny of the world who like (laughs) live for it Um, yeah yeah, I'm going to see what's up for game of the year December seventh. Oh man,
0: we're a week out. Let's. Yeah, I mean, we can regroup and we'll, maybe we'll go through like Kirk and Jason doing split screen every single major game of the year and just like kind every of reminisce. Of the yeah. Um, oh, Persona Five was the other one. I know Persona I, Five. I, I, there's Neo. There's Near.
2: There's. Well, Persona Five is the right. is the fifth nominee for Game of the Year from the award the Game Awards.
0: Which, oh, like, okay. You're right. I like wasn't even thinking about that.
2: Why do we give the Game Awards
0: so much clout? I don't. I, 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 no, no, I, no, no. I, I watch for the um, but announcements and stuff.
2: But but yeah. But when the announcements came out, like that's what everyone was talking about. I'm like, why? Like because Jeff Keighley's is yeah. attached. Yeah, like I, it, it. It's a weird, arbitrary thing that like whenever like I try to like whenever I think of that, like I extrapolate it to like the Oscars and the Emmys. Like why? Why do we <laughs> like hold these Ooh. in such high regard? <laughs>
0: Right. I think that we're, it's like the only mainstream version that we all have, you know?
2: Well, like with, with the Emmys and Oscars, it's because like that comes from like, like studios and guilds and like, and, and this is, I feel is just like Jeff Keighley and his friends. Like, I know it's not, but like it it just, for something that exists like solely in this like internet space and this, you know, current gen Mindset because, like, this isn't like an institution that's been around for whatever. It's like it it was a thing that was on Spike TV for a few (laughs) years. Um,
1: those are fun fun years, man.
2: Yeah, also, real quick, I want to throw out there like, I just want to throw this at you, Rhodes. It's like I've been itching to play Neo so bad lately.
1: Uh, Was there any DLC for it or anything? I think there was, right?
2: Uh, yeah, there was a like Winds of uh, some icy snowy stuff. Um, I don't know where words, words, are. You there.
1: Um, he stepped away, but I wanted to talk right. to you a little bit about animal crossing. Mikey.
2: Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Let's talk about animal crossing.
1: So, uh, let's do like a high and a low. What's like the highest moment for you with animal crossing. What's the lowest moment?
2: Um, my first little period, like I, once I kind of like filled up my camp space, I, got that first expansion where uh you can add like another tent or a uh, bigger cosmetic item like yeah. i i was like oh my gosh this is so cool and then that immediately was followed by my lowest point where i'm like yeah i don't really care to <laughs> seek out the rest of the stuff like i need to wait 6 hours for the next next set of things to populate the uh yeah the store and i think that's the main thing is like i can't buy enough things and like in in like less than a half dozen cycles i saw like it was almost all the same thing um like there was like almost no variation in the stores of like what was being offered i'm like okay i'm gonna need to fucking check this four times a day for like two months in order for me to get like you know a decent amount of the stuff that i could get in this game like if i don't want to spend money on it
1: which yeah yeah i feel that um I think my, like, my biggest, like, the thing I really liked about it is, like, I think the game just, it looks so excellently, like, Animal Crossing. Like, they did a really good job at, like, you know, un- unlike, I think, Mario Run and, um, I guess I didn't play the Fire Emblem game. But, like, it just feels like I'm, I'm honestly playing, like, an Animal Crossing game in a lot of ways. Like, or at least it looks like it. But I think my, my, my lowest point was when I realized that, like, everyone's on the same track for the same neighbors Mm-hmm. And I always felt that like the fun one of the most fun parts of Animal Crossing is like you get like a unique little crew of neighbors in your town and then you go to a friend's town and then you try to like steal that friend's neighbor because like like fuck you I, I want ketchup the, the duck.
2: Yeah I, cause, th- there's yeah. no reason for me to go check out someone else's campsite other than to like give them kudos to build towards my stretch goal.
1: What's up with that? With like you have these like smartphones that are have like made us the most interconnected we've ever been mm-hmm. in like humanity, right? Like and all of a sudden you just have like more Nintendo like weird like online things where it's like we, we don't actually want you to interact. We just want you to give kudos and leave.
0: Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um back to your thing about having to check the game frequently, Mikey. Uh in the, correct. I've never played an Animal Crossing game for more than like ten minutes, <laughs> but don't you have like how many hours could you s- like realistically just sit and play Animal Crossing New Leaf without having to close it and check back later? Oh, New Leaf. Sure, or any Animal Crossing game.
2: Um, aside from Pocket Camp. Uh, yeah, I would. Or
0: say... or Happy Home Designer, which was also another weird. Spin-off. No, that, that, oh, that's, that's
2: that's that's not the same thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, Mainline Animal Crossing. Oh, I could spend, like, a day. Like, I could okay. spend most of the day. Like, especially in, like, the way I kind of consume things now with, like, the yeah, yeah the throw on Netflix. I'm kind of, like, sinking into this, and, like, I don't need to be, like, super engaged in it. Um, right. It's so easy to just, like... Like, it, it was perfect for 3DS in that way. But like, that yeah. Pokemon where it's, like, I only need to be, like, at most, like, 80% engaged in this. Mm-hmm. Um And, yeah, like, it's super easy to... Get, like at, at a certain point like I should, no I'm like thinking about like I I put a dangerous amount of hours into New sure. Leaf um in pretty short span of time like
0: like that game like hooks you in like very well um because okay.
2: there's so much more to do
0: like Yeah, that's sort of what I was wondering like I I I was wondering like how much they could actually put into one of those games to make it worth playing for extended hours because it, I always thought the the, the loop was like yeah, I'm going to like open up pocket or new leaf and then like complete all my chores, put it down for the day and come back tomorrow. Yeah. Like um, th-
2: there's definitely a a bit of that where it's like you have like your minimum like requirements you need to do. Like you need to go check, make sure there's no weeds in your town. You need to go shake the trees. There might yeah. be a couple like, um, time specific things like that are tied to like a certain day or whatever. And like, you want to go check those out, but, um, yeah, like you could easily be spend fifteen minutes and get your like ta- like day's worth out of it, or you could spend a few hours like
0: and work like, towards something.
2: Yeah, it's like oh, like are you, yeah. you know you're gonna go like fulfill these things for different neighbors. You're gonna go check out all the shops. You're gonna go to the island to go fishing and bug collecting. You're gonna go um, like e- every day one of the rocks in town. Uh, you can, or I think so.
1: I think it's, it's just two different rock things. Yeah,
2: like. Um, like one of the rocks, you'll break, and there'll be a uh, uh, gem. Yeah, there there'll be like money or like jewels inside of, and like there's different places you need to go dig around town, and you know a couple of those are gonna have money. Um, there's just like a very satisfying loop, and like people will come in to visit your town, and like the big disconnect that I had is like especially with Pocket Camp, it's like you go to your other person's thing and it's a campsite, like it is a what probably like twenty by ten grid like that yeah. like you set things inside of and like that's pretty much it. Um
1: Some museum you just show off your shit.
2: Yeah. But like even in New Leaf, like your town was different and you had different inhabitants. Like I'd go to someone else's campsite and it'd be the same people that were at mine. Yeah. Like like 'cause everyone's talking about like the same people. Like it's like, oh you have the eagle with the, the zipper shirt that everyone's really into. You have Tex, you're wonderful chubby boy. Um, But like everyone's game is the same, like five areas, the shop and the mine. Mm -hmm. Um, And like, yeah, like there's no joy. Like there's no, like, um, like there's such a like greater diversity of items that you can use to like decorate your house. Um, You can set up your town in a different way. You'll have like different like monuments and objects set up. You'll have like your town flag. You'll have your town theme. Um, The layout's going to be totally different. Um, there'll be different fruits that you can collect. A in band items. now too, with like Welcome Amiibo. Yeah, and like like now that I'm saying this, like I'm just so upset that I don't have like a proper Animal Crossing game because sure. it's it's so delightful. Um, like it, gosh, yeah. Like there, there's just so much that you can do, and like it really like pushes you towards like catching all the fish and collecting all of the bugs and like. I'd be surprised to see if Pocket Camp changes seasonally like Animal Crossing does, where it's like, like no, like there's different fish and bugs to collect in winter than there is in fall. Like, like it, it, the game is constantly changing and updating, and there's always things to do, and there's pe- new people coming in and out. Like, I forget the total number of animals in New Leaf, but it's like two or three hundred something. Um, like potential like, like villagers. Like it, there's just so much, yeah. and like that game's so fucking good, and I'm. I was fine with Animal Crossing: Pocket Camp being a bunch like kind of a stinker, and now that I'm talking about it, I'm super not okay with Animal Crossing: Pocket Camp mm-hmm. being a total stinker. Like I'm. I'm that's so disappointed bad. now that I get into it. Like again, like it's fine. Like I'm. I'm like the part of me that's like I need to be productive when I'm at work and not like really wanting to go play Animal Crossing. Like is fine with it, but God, like, it could have been so good. Like, if a proper Animal Crossing came out, I would spend like the extra forty-five minutes taking the bus to work.
0: You know they're gonna, they're gonna do that. Oh yeah, like Uh, the Switch is
2: the perfect Animal Crossing device, and it just needs to happen.
0: Uh, Yeah. Um, uh, hopefully they address some of these concerns, but I, uh, you know, uh, apparently they keep updating the Fire Emblem game, and they just released that new content for Mario Run, so. Yeah, I think yeah. um, I, like I could I honestly hope, get
1: maybe get like a get like a shot for shot remake of New Leaf on Switch if they make the inventory system actually good.
2: Okay. Yeah. Like.
1: like <laughs> yup. Yup. I buy that game. Like, it can be New Leaf. It can be New Leaf 2. Yeah. Whatever you want. Just make the inventory system better.
0: Does uh does New Leaf have multiple saves? Do you know? No.
1: Uh, okay. You can create multiple characters though.
0: No. Okay. So like, but
2: only one person can be the mayor of the town. Uh, other people oh, are inhabitants, oh, okay. and they can't make like the changes where, where they change the ordinance. So it's like, oh, stores open earlier, um, yeah. Like, because I've let my friend borrow it, uh, my old coworker, or it's actually my my old boss, and uh, like he would always play his 3ds, and I was like, oh, hey, have you have you ever played Animal Crossing? He's like, nah, man. Like I just haven't been able to get into it. I was like, oh no, dude. Like I'm gonna let you borrow a New Leaf, and this was well after I'd you know gotten my fill of it, and I I gave it to him. Um, he had the next day off, and then he showed up the, the following day, and he handed it back to me. I was like, "Oh, you didn't like it?" He's like, "No, man. I I, I fucking played it, and I couldn't like, like I couldn't control anything, and I was getting pissed off because I really want to fucking play it." And so he like, he just immediately went out and bought it. And uh, whenever it was really slow, he would just clock off and sit in the booth and play uh, Animal Crossing for two or three hours at a time. And he probably put 200 hours into New Leaf in like a little over a month. It was kind of insane. Cool. That's
1: pretty wild. I I'm ready for another one too.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm so. Yeah, New Leaf was so good. Um, and I I never played the, I never played much of the Wii and the original DS one. Like, like I sunk my life in a GameCube. Um, I sold my soul to New Leaf, and I'm dying for a new proper Animal Crossing game.
0: Okay uh i was asking about the save file thing because i think i, I think we yeah. have it on 2ds um but grace hasn't played it and i was wondering if i could maybe try it out Delete so, that i don't know W10. W10. um kill them all W10. i feel like there's something about this in stardew valley that is just like like turns me off so hard i don't think i could enjoy these games at all um have i have to be to- horny to play them uh-huh, very funny i have to leave because there's a new u2 album out and i want to listen to the whole thing
2: okay let's wrap it up
0: okay, okay dad thank you for listening to our show about video games you can follow us at fans of the groups at fans of genre on twitter and i'm at rhodes clark on twitter
1: i'm at brian t swanson
0: i am at mikey krieger uh a big thank you to john bash who recorded our awesome theme song find more of his music at john thank you john uh visit the Thanks site john online at fotg.zone where uh, we will write some articles, we will post the show um, and all that good stuff. Um, That's going to do it for us as fans of the genre. We hope you found something to enjoy.